0: Hey guys, it's Payne Lindsay. I'm here to announce that our hit series, Culpable, is back with an all-new season on a new case. On August 28, 2013, 22-year-old Brittany Stikes was shot and killed while driving on the highway in Brown County, Ohio. It's been nearly a decade since her murder, and the search for answers continues. Host Dennis Cooper and investigative journalist Jessica Knoll worked to unearth the truth around the story of a young mother whose life was cut short. From Resonate Recordings and Tenderfoot TV, season two of Culpable is available now. For ad-free listening, early episodes, and bonus content, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus on Apple Podcasts or visit tenderfootplus.com. Here's a clip from Culpable season two. While you listen, search for Culpable in your podcast app and follow the show.
1: Ever driven by a vehicle on the side of the road? Do you always stop? Do you always go check it out, see what's going on? You know, can I help? Why did I do that that day? I don't know.
0: The bystander effect. It's a theory I think most of us are familiar with. Now, there's endless scenarios to which it can apply, but the fact of the matter is this. When we see someone in need of our help, our tendency, is to ignore it. We've all been there. Let's use his example. You're driving past a person on the side of the road, likely in need of assistance. Part of you is probably thinking, pull over, see if they need a hand. But the other part of you has places to go, people to see, keep driving. It's okay. Someone else will stop and help them. What do you do in that situation? Chances are you take the ladder and hope everything turned out okay never actually knowing what happened to the person. Unless it shows up on the news, of course. And you can assume this story did. But I say all this because to really put this story into perspective, you have to understand not just the unlikelihood of this Good Samaritan's act, but also the significance of it. I feel like it's changed my outlook. But still, I can't sit here and act like I would have done what Craig LaBelle did on the night of August 28, 2013 when he pulled over to the side of Highway 68 in Brown County, Ohio. No, what he did that night bears repeating.
1: We were on our way to New York to see my parents and family that lives up there. We're heading toward New York, but we want to go into Amish country in Ohio. We headed out toward Ripley and then took a right on to Route 68. It was a torrential rain. We hadn't seen rain like that ever. I mean, it was like the middle of a car wash. It was so bad, but we drove out of it and we were coming to a point in the road where it was gonna split. So I went left, we should have gone right. Craig didn't realize it yet, but
0: making that wrong turn may have been the most important mistake he's ever made in life. Now, heading down Highway 68 in the wrong direction, just before sundown, Craig's eyes began to wander. He and his wife Sandy needed a place to turn around. He continued driving and scanning the area until something unexpected caught his attention. Headlights shining from a wooded area about 20 or 30 yards off the side
1: of the highway. He could tell what type of vehicle the lights belonged to. Then I noticed the Jeep in the woods down off the shoulder of the road and I'm thinking, They better hurry up, whoever's down there, because they're gonna get caught in that rainstorm and something's telling me I need to stop. Craig pulls over to the side of the road. As he exits the
0: vehicle, his wife Sandy is nervous. She encourages him to stay in the car, call 911, and await help. Good advice, right? It was getting dark. They had no idea where they were. And Craig had no idea what he was getting himself into. Nevertheless, got out of the car and started walking down the hill
1: towards the Jeep. There was that thought that ran through my head. It's like, what are you doing? I have no idea why I'm there other than just checking it out. So I start yelling as I'm entering the woods saying, is anybody here? Hello? And I don't hear anybody. I don't see anybody. I could hear the windshield wipers going and I could hear a radio blaring away.
0: Craig fights his way through the thick foliage and crosses over an embankment. He's practically in the woods when the vehicle really comes into picture. It's a yellow Jeep Wrangler with a soft top, you know, the plastic windows. It hadn't been parked there intentionally. Based on the terrain, that would be impossible. Now something bad had happened. That much was clear, but Craig didn't yet realize the severity. As he approached the driver's side window, he noticed
1: a hole in the plastic. So I put my face up there and looked through this hole and I saw a girl in there and she was just kind of slumped, laid back in the seat with her head tilted to the side and her hand on her knee facing up like she fell asleep. I started to try and pound on the canvas door to get her attention, and I'm not getting any response from her, and I realize something's not right. The driver, 22-year-old Brittany Stikes, from the
0: town of Ripley, about 10 miles away, Craig immediately dials 911. As he speaks with emergency dispatch, he continues searching the vehicle. At first glance, Craig saw no visible injuries to Brittany. It just looked as though she was unconscious. So he walked around the Jeep to the passenger side. Brittany
1: wasn't alone. I grab on that passenger door and I open it and there's a baby in a car seat. And the baby's got blood all over its forehead and it's running into the eyes and the baby's trying to rub its eyes and just looking at me, not saying a word, just that blank look. And then looks toward the driver and says, Mama, I just went into straight panic mode. I didn't know what to do. Should I be taking the baby out of the car seat, trying to take the baby up to the side of the road? And I remember my wife yelling, saying somebody's coming.
0: To Craig and Sandy's relief, a first responder had arrived. It was a firefighter from the neighboring town of Russellville. Craig directed him to the scene.
1: First thing he did when he reached in is he put his fingers on the side of her neck and he didn't get a pulse and at that point I noticed a wet spot under her armpit on the right side and I noticed it was dark red blood and I remember telling him she's bleeding pretty bad over here there's something wrong with her
0: as the first responder begins working the scene another responder arrives and another and another in a matter of minutes it was as though the entire town had arrived Craig was eventually escorted back up the hill to the side of the highway, where he and his wife began speaking with officers, answering every question they had.
1: And he said, uh, is there anything that you need to ask us? And I said, yeah, is she gonna be okay? And he said, no, she's dead. And that was just like, wow. No, didn't see that coming did not see that coming.
0: Brittany Stikes was gone. A bullet had passed through her vital organs. She died quickly. Also lost in the heinous act was her unborn child. It turns out she was about four months pregnant when this happened. And as for the passenger, Brittany's 14-month-old daughter Aubrey, she'd been shot in the head and was rushed to a nearby hospital.
1: I'm still trying to process it. I mean, it's it's just, it's unbelievable. It's a constant question in, in the back of my head of who did it, what brings this to this point where we still don't have an answer to it. I worry about the case dying in the police hands. I feel like they've exhausted their resources at this point and we still don't know While
0: that might seem true, the Brown County Sheriff's Office is actively investigating this case, and they welcome any additional resources that could help solve it. So we're gonna see what we can do to help. Brittany's case has gone unsolved for nearly a decade now, and it's hard to understand why that is. This was a cold-blooded murder on a busy highway. There's been no shortage of leads and no shortage of theories, but trust me, that only adds to the frustration.
1: I don't know if it's to settle a score or if it's about money or what it was about, but somebody knows something, somebody has talked with somebody, and that needs to come out. It needs to come forward so this family can find out once and for all who murdered her. From Resonate
0: Recordings and Tenderfoot TV, I'm your host, Dennis Cooper. This is season two of Culpable. Listen for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.